Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? In the season's worst conditions, winter tires are a game changer. They elevate traction, control, and confidence. They sell only the best, like the full line of Kumo tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to your one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. This is the best of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. Speaking of in the zone, you know who's not in the zone? Roger Goodell. I have not been able to talk about this very much because it happened on Friday afternoon as I was flying to Las Vegas. Had an incredible weekend in Las Vegas getting ready for football season. And in the town for the whole weekend and had a lot of conversations over the course of that weekend about, obviously, the impact of Ezekiel Elliott's six-game suspension. There's lots of discussion in the gambling universe about what it means for the Cowboys, how will that impact Dak Prescott's second year in the NFL, what will the overall substantive impact of this suspension be for the Dallas Cowboys' chance to get back to the playoffs and make another run to the Super Bowl? But I think the larger context that needs to be discussed is this. Roger Goodell, about a decade ago, when he decided to get into the punishment business, made what I consider to be the most fundamental miscalculation of the modern era of any commissioner. And let me explain why. First of all, Ezekiel Elliott was not charged with any crime. He did absolutely nothing wrong under the law. And we're not talking about beating charges after being charged. We're talking about not even being charged with a crime. And the NFL conducts its own investigation into domestic violence and gives Ezekiel Elliott a six-game suspension. I think that is indefensible. I think it's a sign of the NFL having set the wrong precedent, which many other leagues have followed. And that precedent is this. Leagues now are in the business of conducting investigations for off-field-related transgressions, 
that have nothing to do with the sport itself. Now, let me explain. You or I may not have agreed with the penalty that Roger Goodell gave to Tom Brady, but at least that investigation was related to something on the field, whether or not the ball was deflated. Now, what the hell the science is, whether there was any basis in reality for the penalty of four-game suspension that Roger Goodell gave to Tom Brady, all of the ensuing court fight, everything that surrounded it, you and I may well have believed that it was the wrong decision. But at the time, and I continued to defend Roger Goodell here, because that went directly to the game itself in some way, right? In other words, if you believed Roger Goodell that the ball being deflated gave the uh, the New England Patriots a competitive advantage, then it was perfectly proper for him to conduct the investigation that he did and to levy the punishments that he did. But what I have been consistent on for over a decade now is the stupidity of the NFL conducting its own investigation into whether or not players commit violent acts or felonious acts, in their opinion, instead of waiting for the criminal justice system to make decisions. Now, to Roger Goodell's credit, if you want to give him any, he has suspended a lot of people under these powers, a lot of people who have not been charged with a crime. You'll remember Ben Roethlisberger initially got suspended six games after he was investigated for sexual assault. He ended up, I believe, serving a four-game suspension, even though no charges were ever filed. But in this situation... The NFL now has created a strange universe where fans, when players get in trouble now, immediately wonder what the NFL is going to do as opposed to wondering what the criminal justice system is going to do. This crystallized in many sense of the word for me in light of the Ray Rice tape coming out. When the Ray Rice tape came out, the vast majority of people out there didn't say, man, I can't believe the state of New Jersey had direct evidence that Ray Rice knocked out his then fiance, who he later married his wife, on tape and decided to let him plea down to an issue where he had really no significant punishment at all. Instead, everybody said, wow, how does Ray Rice only get a two-game suspension? Man, Roger Goodell must have loved domestic violence. It was a stupid reaction because if you're reasonably intelligent, you should, if you are truly troubled by domestic violence, have reacted by saying, my God, the state of New Jersey let off Ray Rice with an incredibly lenient punishment based on the fact that he's very wealthy. That should have been your reaction. That's what reasonable people should have thought. You should have thought, my God, the criminal justice system failed here. Instead, because the NFL has put this personal conduct policy into place, everybody reacted by saying, oh, you know what? The NFL did not punish enough here. And this crystallized even further later that same year when Adrian Peterson got charged with child abuse and pictures of him beating his kid went out on the internet and the first thing people thought was not That's awful. I wonder what the criminal justice system is going to do to Adrian Peterson. They thought, I wonder what Roger Goodell is going to do to Adrian Peterson over this. Now, 
A lot of you out there, and I hate these calls, but I'm sure we'll get them, 877-996-6369 are going to say, oh, well, if I did X, then I would lose my job. Maybe. Odds are nobody would know if you did X because you're not famous enough. There's no, in my opinion, reason for these investigations to be taking place if a guy gets in trouble off the field and gets charged with a crime, then the NFL can react. The NFL doesn't need to be in the business of conducting its own investigations into alleged player misconduct, as long, especially, as it has absolutely nothing to do with the -the on-the-field product or on-the-field competition. With Ezekiel Elliott, he was not charged with any crime. The evidence, if you review it, seems to be messy. Did he do it? Maybe. Do we know that he did it? No. Has Ezekiel Elliott made a series of decisions that are not very intelligent while he's been investigated? Yes. Probably shouldn't get in a fight with a DJ while the NFL is conducting an investigation into your personal conduct. You probably shouldn't pull down a girl's top at a St. Patrick's Day parade when you're being investigated for domestic abuse. You probably should try to stay completely out of trouble. But... I always love the people who argue that this is a justified penalty when you try to put it in the context of anybody else. If Tom Cruise trashes his hotel room, he's not stopped from appearing in the next Mission Impossible movie. Johnny Depp, as Captain Jack Sparrow, is not going to lose his ability to play Captain Jack Sparrow because he gets in trouble. Musicians don't lose the ability to release their music even though they're investigated for awful wrongdoing. Chris Brown still bringing out albums. R. Kelly's got all sorts of stuff that's gone on over the years. Still releasing music. This is a unique situation that Roger Goodell has created. It's fundamentally broken. The criminal justice system exists for a reason. It's hard, really hard, to do criminal investigations well. We've got hundreds of years of jurisprudence to try to get these investigations right. The odds of the NFL stepping into the equation and suddenly doing an incredible job are insanely low. And so I'm going to open up the phone lines, 877-996-6369, but I'm going to continue to reiterate what I've reiterated for a long time. This is a bad idea. And Roger Goodell and the NFL set a bad precedent, which has since been followed by Major League Baseball, by the NHL, and by the NBA, of deciding to punish players for non-criminal acts that occur off the field, ice, or court. It's a really bad idea that puts the NFL and all these other leagues now in the business of conducting punishments for non-sports-related events. Again, you may not like the Tom Brady result, But that result came from a sports-related event. Ezekiel Elliott got a six-game suspension, and nothing that he did is remotely connected to any element of being a football player. And the criminal justice system conducted their own investigation and did not charge him with a crime. Now, the fact that you're not charged with a crime does not mean that you're innocent. But it should mean that the NFL takes a step back and says it's not our responsibility to come in here and try to, in some way, adjudicate this issue. 
It just doesn't make any sense. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Ladies and gentlemen. I'm just glad I was there. Boys and girls. I thought he thought I was like this ginormous piece of chicken. Dying times here. This is Animal Thunderdome. Rob's the veto there. We now have the woman who got the boa constrictor stuck to her face added to our Animal Thunderdome opening. If we don't win a Marconi for this this year, I don't even know why they give awards in radio. Jason Martin, you've got the story that was ricocheting all throughout the internet. The number of people who were sending us this may have set a record. What you got? In Tanzania, Carol Kirkin on vacation with her family, posting details of her trip to Facebook as late as August the 5th. She witnessed migration. She was having a good old time out there. The same day that she posted about this migration, she was attacked and she died in her son's arms, and that's just horrifying. And then you find out how it went. It was a hippo that killed her. Yes, that's correct. A hippopotamus attacked her. She's a Rochester Hills woman. She was tragically attacked on this African safari that she was on, and she ultimately passed away from her injuries. I had not short of 10 people send me this story on Friday. I know you had the same as well, Clay. This is not not cool at all, and I looked it up, and according to the Mother Nature Network, Hippos kill more people than any other mammal with approximately 3,000 deaths. Oh, yeah. All right. I was going to have people guess. That may be the most amazing stat I have seen in a long time. Repeat that again. How many people do hippos kill every year? Approximately 3,000 people each year. 3,000 people. That's an unbelievable. When I saw that number, I could not believe it. Did you got Danny G and Justin? Would if I had told you over under three thousand number of people that hippos kill every no. year? Is there any way you would have gone over? No way. That's the one part of the story from over the weekend that floored me. I mean, I, I saw that story when I saw the number three thousand. I knew that hippos were insanely de- deadly because they have this reputation. In fact, when I started writing online, we had a website called deadlyhippos.com because I love the disconnect between the idea of the hippo is like this colorful, friendly animal, you know, that everybody kind of loves. Everybody's got like hippo, uh, you know, whatever they are, like plush toys, stuffed hungry animals. Hippos. The hungry, hungry hippos. Like they're so lovable and they kill 3,000, over 3,000 people a year. Blew me they're away. Did faster you, than people think. They can run really fast. Well, yeah. Th- that average is actually skewed because of the huge uh, hippo massacre of 1985. <laughs> The, uh, the hippos had a really, really violent year. Well, I did see in Africa, in Niger, this was last month, at least 27 hippos destroyed after villagers blamed them for destroying crops and livestock. So there's a war going on yeah. in Africa right now between the hippopotamus and the human. And the, that, seen, I think that she got caught up in the middle of this. One of the things that's wild about this is a lot of times animals eat humans and you're like, well, that sucks, but they eat the human, right? Like, if you get grabbed by a crocodile and eaten, it's the, the crocodile wants to eat you. Hippos aren't even, they, 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 aren't, they, they aren't even carnivorous. Like, they don't eat meat. So they're just killing people out of spite. Like, they have no conscience, these hippos. It's not like they're hungry. 
like the game would be. Like, oh, I'm a hungry hippo, and I'm just going to go eat someone. They're just violent predators of the animal kingdom, how, and they kill for no reason. And how exactly have we not gotten Hippo Week on the Discovery Channel at this point with this stat? If this stat is legitimate, sharks sharks are way overrated. How many people do sharks 3, kill a year? I don't we, know. I'm going to have to look that up. We'll find we it. We'll, we'll do, leave that off in the next, next y- segment. Yeah, we need you to do research on animals that kill and where do hippos rank. Because when I saw 3,000, this woman, this Michigan grandma got killed by a hippo. I mean, that's a crazy story. But when I saw 3,000, over 3,000 deaths, I was just like, this is unbelievable. So, Animal Thunderdome, now we're going to do our own research. Where does the hippo rank in deadliest animals in the world? Jason Martin on a research project. Where else can you get this kind of information? We're going to tell you the de- well, I'm sure the deadliest animal in the world is the mosquito. Because malaria still kills an unbelievable right number of people. Okay, well, we'll tease it. This is what's called the tease. So you've got info, but we have to save the info to yes. the other side because people right now, 100% of people that are listening to us right now are going to come back for the start of hour two. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. I just gave the greatest tease in the history of radio talking about dangerous animals. Going to go to Jason Martin in a minute. Paul Paps, you can hear the Dan Patrick Show next on Fox Sports Radio. Wants to weigh in, shoots me a couple of texts. Seems like getting trampled by a hippo would be easily avoided. Bears and sharks, less so. No safari, no hippo danger. It's true. Could be a little bit of geographical issue. Most people in America are never going to go to Africa. And so the fear of that animal is up there with, like, you know, all the Australian snakes that kill people, right? Or even the king cobra, although that guy who I think should get the death penalty sneaking in king cobras and Pringles cans into America. Uh, you have done the research. We said that I, I find that to be a jaw-dropping stat. Several of you reacted. Basically, every year hippos per- perpetrate 9-11 on the country, right? About 3,000 people died 9-11 when the airplanes were flown into the World Trade Centers. Every year the hippos are 9-11-ing the world out here. They're just killing 3,000 people. I mean, that's a huge number. Give me the breakdown. Do we should we give the animal Thunderdome music in the background for that? We've never actually given the data on which animals are the most deadly. I think this is an important milestone for the animal Thunderdome and our quest to wrap up a Marconi. Should we give the animal Thunderdome music in the background here? Is that there appropriate? It is, yes, there it is. All right, Jason Martin, you have done the research. I'm trusting you to not have screwed up this research. So I have not done this myself. This is entirely your research. Which animals should we be afraid of? Do you want to try and guess any of this, or am I just telling you? No, that's good. What do you have, like a top 10? I have a top 11, actually. Oh, a top 11. Oh, yeah, we got to guess this. That's a great idea. We definitely have to guess. So I'm. let me ask a couple of baseline questions, because sure. I don't want to have a Justin trying to name a Canadian as the greatest <laughs> white athlete, even though we had the parameters in place that he shouldn't have done that. All right, so uh, is this? does this include, like, insects, or is yes. it just, you know, mammals and reptiles? It does include insects. does include insects. Well, yes. number one by far is going to be the mosquito. Yes, very much so. Between 600 and 725,000 people yearly die from malaria caused from mosquito bites. So, yes, That's an very unbelievable easy number statistic. One. 600 to 725,000 people dying from malaria. So, malaria is by far number one. Yes. Number two on the list is, uh, by the way, how many, ins- is that the only insect on the list? No, there are two more. Two more insects. You okay, probably well, I'm won't gonna... get those. Well, you might get one of them, but I'll help you out when you get to them. Okay. 
All right, so I have made my first guess. I will now pass the baton. We'll do this. We'll go around the horn here. So I will now pass the baton to Danny G. Danny G, what animal would you go to? And by the way, before you answer, all of us should be able to react to the prediction in the event that it's a bad one. All right. (laughs) Well, being a huge Kobe fan, I'm going to say Black Mamba Snake. All right, snakes just as a whole. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say that's too specific. You got to okay, go just so, snakes in so general. So snakes, thanks. Snakes a as guess. a whole is number two. Way to go, nice. Danny. 50,000 average 50, dead a year. 50,000. So that's like more than died in Vietnam, killed by snakes every year. Yeah, that's why these things should not be allowed to exist. That's why I'm a, I'm a snakeist. I would be fine. I people, people out there are like, every time I say this, I get those snake people out there who are like, oh, you know, you're overreacting. I would be fine if there were no snakes in the world. Call me a snakist if you must, but I'd be fine if they didn't exist. 50,000. All right, Justin, do you hear the parameters? These are animals. You can't name somebody other than an animal. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with, uh, I'll go sharks. Sharks is I think number 11. Barely the made list. the list. Tied for 10th, I guess, technically. 10 people average. A year killed by sharks. That is amazing. So hippo, we know the hippo is on the list. So that's what I'm going to go to next just to get it off the list because I'm curious where it ranks. But hippos kill over 3,000 a year. Sharks kill just 10 people a year. Yep. That's an amazing statistic. All right, so where are hippos? And I think the sharks are talked about because of Jaws, which we've talked about on this show before. It's so recognizable that you talk about it a lot. Hippos are at number six. Now, I did some extra research. BBC has the hippo at about 1,000 deaths a year, so I'm going to say somewhere between one and 3,000, depending on your source for hippos, that's a which big, is still crazy. That's the big difference, right? Like, Fox News is the one where I saw 3,000, so that could just be a typo. But anyway, uh, over 1,000 or 3,000 or whatever it is, hippo deaths a year. All right, so we have gotten one, two, six, and 11, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, that's correct. All right, Justin, you want to, I mean, Danny G, you want to go again? Yeah. How about alligators? All right, see, now this is where this you is the You have to say alligators and argument. crocodiles, right? Yeah. All right, now I'm glad you said that because alligators are nowhere near on this list. Yeah. Crocodiles, however, just in Africa alone, several hundred attacks per year. 1,000 crocodile-related deaths per year crocodiles much scarier than alligators just for an example in florida there have only been 22 reported deaths as of 2016 since the 1940s from alligators but you're getting about a thousand worldwide a year from crocodiles i mean that's crazy to think about a thousand crocodiles killing people too i mean that's a that's a huge number so alligators and crocodiles they both count all right justin all right i I don't feel too confident about this one i'm gonna go uh mountain lions that's an awful – I'm on the record right here. That is a dead – sometimes you answer these questions, and I think we should fire you on the spot. Like, the hey, I said I don't lion, feel you didn't confident go, about it. You didn't even go lion. You went mountain lion. Well, the mean, mountain you know, lion, hiking, you know. That's a California thing because mountain lions are out in California. You assume they're everywhere, and they're but not. But the lion oh, is yeah, the yeah. danger zone here. You used the word lion and went with a mountain in front of it. Well, I mean, lions. Right. It's not, yeah, no, no, you so, can't, change, no, you the can't change it now, and it did not oh, make the list. Danny got to change from alligator to crocodile. Alligator oh, and crocodile are very different. similar. Danny is not on your side on this. Alligators Justin, and crocodiles all. are always grouped together. Like, oh, it's an alligator and a crocodile. They're hard to tell apart. 
Nobody has ever confused a mountain lion and a lion. Is that small, rotund, somewhat lovable little mountain lion (laughs) compared to a massive lion? Like, if you see a lion, a lion is huge. All right. Anyway, just an awful answer. I'm going to (laughs) go... I'm going to go with, uh, let's see, we're and, and we're debating the 11 deadliest animals. I think elephant is going to be on this list pretty high. All right. Now, I said 11, but there's two ties, and they're both at the last two. An elephant would then be tied for eighth out of nine at 100 deaths a year for elephants. And we talked about them on Animal Thunderdome before with elephants and tigers all of a sudden killing a lot of folks. Yeah, and I think that elephant number is low because the report that we just saw out of, was it India? Yeah, it's gone up since, I believe, since Yeah, they said that like in the last three years, basically an elephant had killed a person every day. Because remember, didn't they put elephants and crocodiles on that same? It was elephants and and tigers. It was elephants and tigers, and the tiger was responsible for like 90 of the 1,200 deaths. Yeah, so I think elephants are underrated on this data set based on our previous Animal Thunderdome knowledge. Yeah, so this was from like July of 2016, which is now the newest start- that I could find. By the way, now it's starting to get pretty tough because <laughs> I'm curious what guesses we're going to come up with now. All right, back to you, uh, back to you, uh, Danny G. Yeah, it, we're getting to kickers and defense right yeah. now in the draft. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I'm guessing that they only kill like a couple or a few people per year. But jellyfish, we always learn that they're super dangerous in the water. I think that's an awful guess. Well, it's, I'm not, it's not as bad as mountain lion, It's interesting. But I will be blown away if jellyfish, show me jellyfish is on this board. <laughs> show me jellyfish. And just fire off some kind of bad buzzer because no, jellyfish not right. on the list. Nice try, though. I hate to brag, but it's worth pointing it out is. that I'm the only person not to miss yet. Just just well, hate to brag, but I think <laughs> it's worth yourself out. up. All right, Justin, Justin, are you going to dare try another one? All right, no, I, I think I, I, I got this Pelican's one. not on the no, list, I, just to I, tell you. I'm pretty confident in this one because, so we know from the mosquito that it doesn't have to be, like, directly related to the attack from the animal. It could be something, like, the animal caused, right? Okay. So deer, car accidents caused by hitting deer. All right, you know what? You know what? That I, I'm actually going to give him. I ripped him for mountain lions. I think the deer is a strong is a strong argument. There are we we have so many people hitting deer. I just if that counts, I don't. That's think the it only counts. Okay, that that was actually it that was actually though. too smart. <laughs> I, usually Justin's answers are too dumb. This time he's actually swung in the opposite direction and gone too smart because I do think the amount of people who get into car accidents with deer, like the deer, didn't actually necessarily do it. But he was in the road and he got hit. I think that's not a bad answer. All right. We haven't said lions and tigers yet. I don't know if they're considered the I same thing. I said lions. You said no, mountain lions. No, you said mountain lion. <laughs> so are lions and tigers broken up or are they just considered kind of the same large cat? Tiger not on the list at all, just to tell you. Lion yeah. is on the list tied with elephant at 100. Yeah, and I think that, okay. So, not to brag again, but I'm the only one with the perfect record. Your turn again, Danny G. How many How many do we have left right. here? Uh, there is one, two, three, four, including number three, four, and five. Four and five are going to be a little difficult, I think. Three is going to stun people. All right. This is going to kind of sound like it's out in left field, but I saw this on the on Animal Planet. Uh-oh. Because it, it rolls over some hunters every year. Buffalo. This is an awful answer. No, 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 no. Look it up, Clay. Kick there aren't buffalo that many buffalo in, in the world. Yeah. 
In Africa, they roll over hunters like nothing. That, you're, this is the totally made up. It is not. You Google Cape <laughs> Buffalo right now, Clay. You think that Buffalo are out here just killing people? Left, left there right? are less Buffalo-related deaths a year than there are Buffalo Bills wins <laughs> yearly in the NFL. <laughs> Buffalo not on the list. Interesting Ooh. thought there, Danny G, I guess. All right, Justin. I have no idea what's coming from you now, but here we go. Jeez. Um, Koala not on the list, Justin. <laughs> a brown recluse. That would See, be a spider. You, I, it's like if you don't need, you don't I need, don't need to, to specify the particular brand. You could just be like spider. Yeah, right, if NBA spider. players are killing people, it's not Draymond Green. It's the entire league. <laughs> Spiders. Spiders not on the list, actually. Wow. Not on the list that I see, which is interesting. I would think there would be more more than 10 deaths a year from spiders, but that was not in, in either of the two places that I put this research together. This so no. All right. List. I, I, you said there's one more insect, right? There's actually two, but two, one oh, that's Jesus. actually somewhat, somewhat All one right. that maybe you should think of. I'm going like, I remember reading about this back in like eighth grade geography. Mm-hmm. I think you might got it. Eighth grade geography, and I don't even know what this looks like, and I just remember that it's spelled weird, and yep. I vaguely have heard of it before. I think that in Africa, this thing is just killing people like crazy still, at least if my eighth grade geography lessons maintain. I'm going, and I'm not even 100% sure how to pronounce this. I, I think it's Z- Tetsi fly. Tetsi fly. Tetsi fly. The TT fly is number four, 30,000 a year. 30,000 people killed by a Tsetse fly. Sleeping sickness is what they carry. How, so they just put people to sleep? Like the, the Jake I mean, the I don't Roberts know the, of the I don't insect know. family? <laughs> no, they're not hitting people with DDTs and then rolling Damien out. I don't know exactly what they do. I don't know exactly what sleeping sickness does, but I think it just almost paralyzes you to where you can't take food and things like that. That sounds awful. Yeah, that's why you don't go to Africa. All these African, like, all these animals are in Africa. Like, why would well, you go the, to Africa? It's the Garden of Eden. That's where the best possible existence for so many different types of animal exist. All right, so should we go to Danny G and Justin, yeah. or should we take a break and come back and see what awful decisions, guesses they can come up with next? Uh, let's, let's give them one more shot. All right. All right. Clay is going to love this one. Bees and wasps. <laughs> I don't... I, I know exactly how many people they kill in the United States. I think it is like fifty-eight or whatever. See, they weren't in the. They were not in the research either. So what? the bees, the wasps, and the spiders. I'm going to look for them during the break and see if they might fall somewhere between that lion and and uh, shark situation. Yeah, especially with how many people are allergic to bee stings, you think no, there I would agree. be quite a few deaths. Yeah, I would All think right. the same thing with spiders. So I'll look that up during the break. Justin, oh man, yeah, it's gonna this gonna get ugly now. <laughs> Dogs. That's not a bad guess, actually. Dogs is number three. Wow. Justin, 25,000 as a minimum. Many of it because of rabid dogs. Many of them rabid dogs in India is responsible for this. But dogs responsible for 25,000 minimum deaths a year. So we only have one left. Is it one that we would ever get? Actually, there's two left. But no, no, I don't think so. I think when I say it, you'll say, okay, that makes sense. All right. Uh, So before you give us these... I yeah. hate to brag, but I was the only one who went perfect on the animals that kill people. That's the first time you've mentioned that. I, I, I'm not a guy who wants to get a credit. I'm not a guy who's looking for a claim. Certainly I'm not. not the kind of guy who wants to pat himself on the back. But I do think it's important to point out that of the three of us, I was the only one whose list was perfect. Stole my lion answer, but it's okay. 
because yeah, you went mountain lion, which is one of the dumbest. Like, I defended you on the deer answer, Justin, but going mountain lion over lion is, is like, I can't even, th- the, the draft equivalent of going out and taking Robert Aguayo based on the results so far. <laughs> All right, so what do we got? Number five, responsible for between two and 2,500 deaths per year, the tapeworm and the Ascaris yeah, roundworm. We would have never, I don't think we would have ever gotten the tapeworm, I and mean, that would have taken a long but time. But it does make sense, though. Yeah. Now no, that you total, actually hear yeah. it. And tied with the shark at number nine, 10 deaths average, the wolf. Oh. So the wolf sneaks in. So dogs kill 25,000 and wolves kill 10. Correct. Wow, that's something. All right, your reactions, 877-996-6369. We open up the phone lines. We've made the world a better place. We've made you more intelligent. Condolences to the woman. In, uh, in, uh, if I, if I, by the way, if I get killed by an animal, you guys have to do the entire show like in memoriam on me, right? Like I'm giving you, because people are like, oh, you shouldn't talk about somebody if they get killed by an animal. I'm telling you right now, if you need to pull the tape, if in an incredible irony, as part of doing the Animal Thunderdome, I also become a victim of an animal, then you guys, like, people are like, oh, you got to show respect for the dead. I'm giving you, encouraging you to do three hours on the animal that killed me, all right? I want the animal that killed me brought to justice, but I guarantee that you guys can have fun with the fact that I was killed by an animal and the huge irony of it. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. I woke up this morning, and when I wake up this morning, about an hour before the show usually starts, I'll get online and I'll check and see what the stories of the day are going to be. And I'll be honest with you, when I saw this Michael Bennett stuff, I was like, Jesus. The last thing I want to talk about is more national anthem protests. But we got another national anthem protest. People say, why didn't you talk about the national anthem protest? So we're talking about the national anthem protest. Michael Bennett decided not to stand up for the national anthem. This is what he had to say. Of course I'm going to fake backlash. This is bigger than me. This is bigger than football. This is bigger than anything that we have any different. This is about people. This is about bringing opportunities to people, giving people equality. This is bigger than a sport. I mean, at the end of the day, you can't really take your accolades with you, but what you can do is leave a legacy that you can continuously give kids the seeds to be able to inspire. I mean, I don't look at myself as a role model. I look at myself as trying to inspire young young children, young people of color, young people of different gender, young people of different sex, whatever they are, to want to change their environment and continuously push whatever they think is right. I love the military. I love my father's in the military. I love, I love hot dogs like any other American. I love football like any other American, but I, I don't love segregation. I don't love riots. I don't love um, oppression. I don't love, love, I love gender slander. And I just, I just want to see people have the equality that, that, they, that they deserve. Brave of Michael Bennett to come out in favor of equality, anti-segregation, anti-oppression. So brave. I was out there thinking to myself, you know what I'm looking forward to is guys who are anti-equality, anti-oppression. Uh, anyway, this is so stupid. On its most basic level, here is an easy question for you. Um, first of all, I think what you're going to see, because Marshawn Lynch also sat down or whatever, I, I'm not going to cover this. I'm just telling you right now, I'm not going to cover every individual player deciding what they do for the national anthem because I don't believe it's about anything other than these guys wanting to get attention. I don't believe they're changing anything. I don't believe they're changing the world. I don't believe that they are in any way making the world a better place. In fact, I think they're actually making it worse. And that's because we don't have oppression in this country today. 
Oppression to me is defined as the federal government doing something that treats people unequally. In fact, under federal law, the only people who are treated unequally are black people, and they are treated better, right? You can get into better schools because of the color of your skin if you are black. You get opportunities to get affirmative action building contracts because of the color of your skin. So if you are concerned about the government treating people unfairly because of the color of their skin, the only way that the federal government treats people differently today based on the color of skin is black people get treated better. All right? That's the truth. Now, you can quibble with it. Historically, it certainly hasn't been true, but that's the truth. On a larger sense, protests like these, I believe, make things worse because I think you're not going to convince anybody that you're making it better. All you do is antagonize. And right now, I think in a social media era, what we have created is an antagonized society where immediately, no matter what happens, people want to blame someone else. The internet has become, for lack of a better terminology, a huge blame factory, right? It doesn't matter what happens. Immediately, everybody out there runs into their own tribes, runs into their own camps, and starts to blame people, right? Dallas cops get shot. People who don't like Black Lives Matter say, oh, Black Lives Matter is to blame. Guy down in Charlottesville drives over somebody in a car, and people say, oh, that's Republicans, that's the alt-right, they're to blame. Guy shows up at the Republican practice for baseball, pulls out his gun, asks if they're Republicans or Democrats, told that they're Republicans, starts to fire away. He's a Bernie Sanders supporter. Oh, look, Democrats and Bernie Sanders supporters can be as violent as Donald Trump supporters. The fact of the matter is this. There are crazy people of all stripes and types in this country who believe what you believe and believe what you don't believe. Pointing them out and saying, oh, look, that's what happens is just flagrantly wrong, okay? Using a tragedy to make a point about the fact that your political beliefs are correct is not the way to ever actually make things better. Just like this Michael Bennett situation, just like Colin Kaepernick, Marshawn Lynch, whoever you want to point to, none of them are making anything better. They are protesting against what exactly? I don't know. Michael Bennett now is taking a seat for the national anthem because he's in favor of equality. What the hell does that even mean? It makes no sense because he's anti-oppression. Who's oppressing people? What is the federal government doing to oppress people? I would love to hear his answer. There isn't one because they aren't doing anything to oppress people. So all of these protests, and I put protests in quotation marks, I think are dumb. I think anybody on the right or the left who's protesting today is an idiot who needs something else to do. I think that most people protest because they want to go take a selfie and they want to put it up on social media and say, hey, look at me. I am such a social justice warrior. Or it's all, in other words, it's all about you. It's not about making anything better. It's about you being able to virtue signal and say, oh, I feel so much better about myself. It's like um, yesterday, I didn't tweet much over the weekend because I was in Vegas. And frankly, I was drunk for about 24 hours in a row. I went to go see Britney Spears, got my picture taken with her, hate to brag, pretty amazing. Awesome show. Thanks to the crew at Caesars for getting me backstage. You're all jealous that I got to meet Britney Spears as well. You should. But the next morning I wake up, hung over, check my Twitter feed, and inevitably, this is like what Twitter is now, some loser out there is like, uh, that internet must be pretty slow in Vegas. Haven't heard from Clay Travis regarding yesterday's events in Charlottesville yet. And first of all, I'd already sent a tweet. I had. I had. I think racist. This is what I tweeted yesterday. I think racism is bad and hate it more than all of you. 
Also, Titans minus three. That wasn't a good bet. All right, it's tough to bet on preseason football. And my response, that internet must be pretty slow in Vegas. Haven't heard from Clay Travis regarding yesterday's event in Charlottesville yet. And I said, I've been drunk for most of the past 24 hours, but I hate murder and racism and cancer more than anyone else on social media. That's certainly true. I And then somebody else pointed out one of these things that, that really I think is absurd. Um, rushing to Twitter to condemn something that's an absolute given that everyone with a brain condemns is high Twitter comedy. And that's what we got here. Michael Bennett taking a sta- stand against oppression. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that. But there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachinko Machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.